You're listening to 30 Minute Expert. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. Every episode, I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic. And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it. We want to prove that no matter who you are, or how much education you have, with a little help from the internet, anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world. I'm so glad that helicopter stopped. Yeah, we were trying to start recording for a good 15 minutes and there was a helicopter circling what seemed to be 10 feet above our it heads. It was circling for, our apartment yeah, building. for uh, quite some time. Not quite literally our apartment building, but close enough to where it would have just wrecked any recording. It was. But here we are. Yeah. It finally back. flew away. It's gone. Thank you. I have a topic for you mm-hmm. to learn about. Beautiful. To teach us about. Will do. Um, so this is something that's a more recent thing. I mean, I, I probably only heard about it maybe five, six years ago. Okay. Uh, but since then, it seems to have really spread around to the point where most people have heard of this. Certainly not everyone. And there are uh, several examples of it. And they can sometimes be really interesting. And... This all sounds very vague because yeah. I am being vague. But I don't know what it is. The, it's not crop circles. They've no, been around longer than that. it's not crop circles. Uh, the topic that I have for you today is the Mandela effect. Oh, wow. I love this topic. Okay, great. So This has been one that, like, from the second we started this podcast, this has been on my list oh, literally really? and figuratively, yeah, of something that I'm like, I totally want to cover this, and it honestly feels like... I was maybe even saving it or something because oh, I love it cool. so much. I don't yeah, know if I even knew that it. because I have my own uh, very short list on my phone that as throughout the day, whenever I think of something, I just mm-hmm. throw it on there and I've never shared that list with you. So I didn't even know that this was one you were, oh, you were yeah. itching to do. So the Mandela effect. Well, don't why don't you tell what it is. Okay. I I'll thought explain we were what give it is intro. when we get into it. Okay. Oh, okay. No, no, no. No, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's leave it at that. Yeah. You are going to... Learn all about the Mandela effect. I yeah. think we both know when it first arose, what the first know, example of it is. I know the first example of it in my life. But I mean like where the name derives from. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, tell us how that started, who mm-hmm. started it. It certainly seems to be an internet-driven uh, phenomenon, if you yeah. will. Um, it's totally. That seems to be the way it spreads around and, and gathers, uh, picks up. Steam. Steam. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. I wanted to say traction for some reason, uh, but you know what I mean. So, yeah. yeah, let's let's dig into it. And then, of course, you got to hit us with some examples. Oh yeah, this is going to be mostly examples. Mo- I feel okay, like. I'm down. It's gonna be great. I'm down. I can't wait. This is gonna be my favorite episode yet. I'm oh, calling it. I am just delighted to hear that. Woo. So this was great. I loved researching it. This was one of the easiest slash funnest topics I've probably ever done. I'm so glad. Was it as fun as you thought it would be? Yeah. we just listened to the intro again and you were freaking jazzed. <laughs> it was as fun as I thought it would be. Um, the funny thing is, I think I already knew so much about it already. Yeah, I kind of... Not was afraid of that, but I, I thought maybe that would be the case, that we kind of, if you've looked into it once, maybe yeah. you know everything there is to really know about it. I'd say, But yeah. that's okay. This can be a 10-minute episode. Yeah. It might not be super long. Um, 
on on that same kind of topic, uh, guys, Zach and I realized between recording that intro and recording this now that this is essentially our one year anniversary of 30 minute expert podcast yeah well it's exactly our one year anniversary right um i think of the first episodes we released i thought the first episode well, was like guess, the 18th i guess yeah maybe not to the day the but but yeah but this, this is, is the, the day one year of doing it every monday yeah this monday yeah. today as this comes out is for the, sure i guess 53rd uh episode uh, yeah, well, no, because be. we have more episodes than weeks because we yes, dropped a few at the start, but this is our 53rd five. consecutive week of releasing on a Monday. Yeah, it's pretty One pretty year exciting. anniversary. I mean, I don't know if we knew when we started that we would last this long. I hoped we would, but you never know what happens with life, and I'm very proud of us, and I'm excited to continue. Yeah, and if you are a uh, prospective advertiser, we have millions of listeners. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keep that in mind. <laughs> Keep that in mind. All right. So how auspicious that we're doing this topic that I'm so excited about on our one-year anniversary. I love it. It all worked out. Okay. I'm, I'm so glad. I'm just thrilled. All right. So for those people out there who are like, what the heck is the Mandela effect? <laughs> I've been waiting for minutes on end now and you're not even telling me. Let's tell you what it is. So the Mandela effect essentially is when a group of people like basically have the same idea. So when a group of people believe something happened that didn't happen, when a group of people just remember something one way and it's different than that. Yeah. Yeah. If I can try to describe it, uh, you know, uh, reward it maybe like when a group of people and like we said in the intro, this is usually something that that um, gets attention on the Internet. When a group yes. of people all have the same memory of something from the past, but it turns out that that memory is not true at all. Right. But for yeah. whatever reason, these people connect online and they're like, do you remember X, Y, and Z being that way? 20 and years like, ago yeah, and like yeah. thousands of people are like, mm-hmm. I would have bet my life that that was true. And then it turns out that that's just yeah. doesn't exist or wasn't true at all. It's e- it's easier to explain with an example that I'll get into in just a second. But cool. this can be an event or it can just be literally like a picture or a logo or a spelling or something like that. So it can be like a bigger deal, like an actual thing that happened or just something tiny like that. So uh, – so, like I said, I'll I'll explain using the example that gave it its name. So, the Mandela effect comes from Nelson Mandela uh, because in 2009, apparently, this woman named Fiona Broom, who is a self-identified paranormal consultant, um, she was... I don't trust her. I know. <laughs> I wanted her to be like a psychologist or something. I need I at like, least okay. one other person to describe you as that before I'll buy the title. Yeah, right. But so she, I think she was, um, what do you call that? At a conference or something like that and was talking to some other people about how she remembered Nelson Mandela dying in the 1980s well, when wait, he was sorry, in prison. I don't know if you said this or if this hmm. is true, but did he die in 2009? No. Oh, okay. When did he die? 2013. Okay, sorry. I thought 
in my mind, the origin of it was when he died, a no. bunch of people were like, wait, what the heck? Okay, but go on. Your it's story's even more, making it's perfect even sense. It's even kind of weirder, I feel like, that she was just discussing this. Ad, like, Yeah, that is weirder too. Yeah. Probably not literally nothing. I wasn't there. I don't but know what she was talking about. But to not be spurred on by his real life death. death yeah. To just out of blue being like. So she yeah. was talking with other people about it and saying how she remembered news coverage of his death. Like watching the funeral on TV. Watching a speech that his what his widow gave on TV. So she has all these very specific memories. And yet... He didn't die then. He uh, he was a lot like at the time that she is talking to people about remembering these things. He was literally still alive. So when she was talking to these other people, I think she encountered a couple people there who felt the same way as her, who also remembered these things. And so after that, and realizing she was wrong, she took it to the internet. And just kind of put it out there and, and said, hey, does anyone else feel this way? Does anyone else remember this? <laughs> does and... anyone else feel like Nelson Mandela died? <laughs> but really, that is exactly what the That's really Mandela the effect question. is. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and, and she got a lot of, you know, a lot of people reaching out to her online saying yes, yes, yes. And sharing, like, again, the same... That same kind of widow making a speech on That's TV. Interesting. That same memory. That's really neat that, or I don't know if neat is the right word, but that is uh, curious that people would come out sharing the same memories that she yeah. first put out. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about it. But um, so I guess she was a writer also because she had a book publisher. and Self-proclaimed writer? Well, no, she had a publisher. So come on. Um so her publisher encouraged her to start a website that she titled The Mandela Effect. Oh, so she okay. could, you know, be collecting people's, uh, you know, people could talk about it and other incidents like it on there. So that's where the name comes from. Uh, and so anything to anything that is like a collective false memory like that we is referred to as part of this Mandela Effect now. So... Uh, again, like we like we said in the beginning, it's when a large group of people are remembering something wrong, different than it is. Right. Right? Okay, so why does this happen? Uh, this is going to be one of those fun episodes where we have to talk about the real, tangible, scientific ways that it might be happening. Oh, so there is like a an explanation for this oh yeah but it but it's not the explanation of alternate realities conspiracy theories, things yeah. like that you know so there is kind of like there's the two paths here right we have the sciencey path and then we have the conspiracy theory path i'm not here to tell you which one is right because i don't know it could be either one i have no idea but we're gonna talk about both of them the more tangible one first the more tangible one first. I thought, yeah, sorry. I thought that's what you were getting into. Um, no, I can do it that way. Let's do it. So why might we remember, basically this is remembering things wrong, right? Right. Like that's, that's essentially what's happening here. So it was interesting for me to, cause like I said, I knew about this and I, I don't, I felt like I had a pretty good understanding of it before I did this research, but in doing this research, it really kind of connected Mandela effect to 
faulty eyewitness testimony, which is really something that I'm very interested in, something that I've studied in school, and is just like, please, everyone listening to this, just do yourself a favor and do a five- five-minute expert deep dive into eyewitness testimony and just how bad it is. I'm sure there are very simple YouTube videos that explain it in under five minutes. All you need to do is see stats of, like, how wrong it is, how bad it is all the time. Like, it's really incredibly unreliable. And so this kind of falls into the same category of our memory as humans Memory is not a camera. It's not like you take a photo and that's how your brain stores memories. It's just simply not like that. Um, Emotions, personal biases, all of that can influence memory. And even things that happen after you form a memory can influence your memory. Things that happen before, things that are happening simultaneously. Like, it's really, I think it's just very important for people to understand that our brain, as far as memory goes, is not like your phone that just record, you know, a camcorder that takes a video or takes a photo and you can just reference it back and it's preserved exactly how it was when you first created it. That's just not at all true. Mm -hmm. So starting with that kind of idea, our memories are not infallible, right? Like they right. because what we think is the quote unquote truth is is not the truth, essentially. Like there's some famous quote that says there's always three sides to a story. Do you know this? No. It's like your side, my side, and the truth. Okay, yeah. In that yeah. neither one of us no one knows the the truth. I mean now I'm getting into some of my annoying law school no, but stuff. But I, I, you're right and I don't know. You said something a second a second ago that just made me think like uh, as far as memories go, none of us have – no matter which memory we think we know exactly, even if it was three minutes ago, we can't recall it exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, like every sound, sight, smell, color. It's like you, ha- you have a, an idea of it. You remember what happened, but you don't have an exact – you can't recall it exactly to every detail, yeah. much less something that – you weren't even paying attention to when it happened, like this, you know, the death of Nelson Mandela. Mm-hmm. Sure, you saw it on the news, but it's not something that you yeah. committed and to memory. So when who... somebody comes along and is like, didn't that happen? And you, and this is a person you admire, you know, if you're at this conference yeah. and it's a speaker. And maybe you're like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I think I do remember that. Yeah. If she remembers it, I probably remember and it. And anyone who's like probably lives in South Africa and is very invested in Nelson Mandela's presidency and time in prison would never make this mistake right like there because like you said it's usually something that you're not paying close attention to so um so let's kind of get into this idea of false memories because this is one like scientific explanation for what the mandela effect is which it, it just truly is that right like regardless of what where you think it's coming from it is a false memory for sure so false memories are exactly that it's just memories that are wrong why are they wrong for all of these reasons that we've been discussing one example that i saw a few times is that people often think of this could just be attributed to bad school systems in the united states but people americans often will recall that alexander hamilton was a president Mm -hmm. why did they think that even though they're taught in school that he wasn't a president so why do later in their life they think he was a president it's because you're storing alexander hamilton as a concept 
in your mind along with presidents, with founding fathers, with all these dudes who ended up being president. So it's super easy later to just be like, oh yeah, he was a president. Of course. It's like name one other person who was alive at the same time who wasn't a president. Right. Like, most people can't, you know? Yeah, it's like yeah. the only people we know of from that time were presidents. And you store him in the same Absolutely. place as John Adams, Thomas Jefferson. They're all lined up in your brain, so you just kind of put them together. So that kind of gives you an idea of like how you could uh, come up with these false false memories. Yeah. And, uh, and also just to um, kind of reiterate, I don't know if I've said this yet, but nothing in the Mandela effect – or false memories as what I'm talking about has anything to do with like deception or someone trying to trick you or something like that. It's just like uh, psychology and how we process things and, and we make mistakes. So my point is it's not like there's some covert thing going on of people trying to trick people into thinking right, Nelson Mandela exactly. died. No one's no. trying to get you to think that. Yeah, it's... no. That, that may be happening, but that's a different thing. That's not what we're talking about right now. Um, so another good example of false memories is this thing that, I mean, I'm, this is clearly people's names, so I might say them wrong, but it's the Dees, Rodiger, and McDermott paradigm. And it's this kind of test thing where, um, you give a person a list of words. So, and you give them a list of closely related things. So maybe you would say bed, pillow, blanket and then later when you ask them to recall what words you told them I'm, I'm not sure if it's like always unprompted or even if you ask them about a word a word like sleep they'll be positive that that was one of the words mm-hmm. so even though there was no sleep in the list and you and they will be like very certain that sleep was there and I saw like up to 60 days after they'll be like no you told me sleep it was in the list um so that's just a good example of your brain just kind of you know doing something funky like you're given a list of closely related things you easily just add something else in because your brain is constantly doing stuff like that anyway right we're so we're processing visually all you know through our ears eyes smell everything and your brain is having to add everything up and it often uses things you've seen or known before to help you understand what's happening to you right now you know what I learned I heard recently I forget I was like reading a book or something this is kind of weird but I'm just going to throw it out there because it's our one year anniversary and I don't care um I heard this anecdote story that when probably Christopher Columbus or one of those guys who showed up here when they first arrived and the ships were in the water, you Uh know, right off the beach, that the Native Americans didn't see the ships at first because it was something they were totally unfamiliar with. It was not something they'd ever seen before. So their brain had no, like, basis on which to recognize that thing as, like, a floating building or, you know, how would they even understand it? So that they, like, didn't even see it at first. Like, their brain kind of just, like, blocked it out because it didn't know what to do with it. That's really, Which is insane. It could be totally wrong, but it fits into what I'm talking about now. I mean, if that is a a true thing that our brains and eyeballs do to us Mm -hmm. when we, which, I mean, is very rare nowadays to see something that you literally have no category for in your brain, you know, that's, that's really weird because, yeah, even when you said, like, a floating building, 
Like, they didn't have buildings, you know? Yeah, they, even their buildings didn't look the way that ship looks. Not even close. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. so weird. And it's like, if you think about how all those optical illusions where you're, you know, you're giving those two squares and they're the same color, but one looks so much lighter than the other one because the way they're drawn, it looks like one yeah. is in a shadow. That's just our brain filling in with information we already know. Right. Or the the magic eye things, you know, like some of those can be really intense and it's extremely hard to see them. But even like the, mm. uh, the milder versions where it's like, there is the outline of a tiger in there. There's just all these other lines so mm-hmm. that you can't see the tiger. But, like, the, the, the tiger is there. Yeah. You're just mm-hmm. not recognizing it. It's like, you know, it's your, that example It's like the ship is there. You just, like, yeah. have no idea that you should even be expecting to see that right. in that mix that your brain just looks right past it because, like, that does not fit in with what with the, the information that it's taking in. Yeah, so this feels like a bit of a tangent, but in my mind, it's very related because it's just about how you're, you know, I don't know, things aren't always exactly as they seem. We aren't taking things in perfectly like a computer or something and and adding nothing onto it and just perfectly processing. Like we are adding everything we've got into everything we take in and meaning like all of our life experiences experiences everything that our brain has encountered thus far it's using it to help us know what's happening right now for sure so so great so all that to say our brain isn't a camera it can be a lot more complicated than that uh so another fun test like this uh a psychology professor in the united states named jim cone he did this test i don't know if you call it a test it's just some kind of like experiment he did i guess called lost in the mall where he gave his family members a little description little like short narratives of events that happened in in his past which is their past like they're all there it's his family members and Mm -hmm. him and in it he just added one in about his brother getting lost in a in the mall and that never happened and not only did his brother believe it happened, but, like, all of the family members remembered it and added in additional details about it. And it I've never happened. This. What's right? this guy's last name? Co- is Cone. It- C-O-A-N. I don't know. Okay. Cohen? This is... No, you're probably saying it right, but this sounds really familiar. Yeah. And then this is... I mean, I'm, he's, I'm sure he's not the only one. People have done this yeah. over and over since Wh- then. So, wait. Sorry. Can you explain it again? He... Um, wait, sorry. Yeah, just... So he's a psychologist. So he's doing some kind of experiment where he told – I I don't know if he wrote it down or like said it out loud. But he just like shared some short memories, narratives of things. True ones. True ones with his family. And then just threw one one in that was his brother getting lost. So amongst all of these true memories, he threw in the one about his brother getting lost in the mall. And everyone was on board and everyone remembered and they even added new stuff in about, you know, they probably remembered so he like went, what store he, he was in or something. went into this family gathering, like knowing that he was going to intentionally yeah. inject the false story just yes. to see what the reaction would be. And that's what happened. Exactly. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. And it, yeah, so it just kind of shows like, wow, yeah, memory is very malleable and we're very uh, susceptible to suggestion. Uh, so a couple other things that are... Um, kind of more specific ways that memory can be 
manipulated and not and i don't mean manipulated again in like a malicious way way. yeah Yeah, just like changed so um there's something called confabulation which i saw is uh another way to think of it is honest lying so basically it's when your brain is filling in gaps of your memory to make them make sense essentially but it's not like when you are aware that you don't know something or you don't know a piece of information related to your story and you intentionally just make it up, it could be your brain literally just filling it in to help you. And so it's honest because you don't know that you're doing it. So you're Mm -hmm. not intending to deceive. You're not intending to make something up. Um, your, Your brain is just trying to help you along and gives you some piece of information that isn't necessarily true. It just kind of ties A and B together, if that makes sense. Yeah. And this apparently um, is uh, it. It comes on more with age, and it's a, a very common symptom of like Alzheimer's and dementia, where people, you know, sometimes say things that don't make any sense and don't don't make any sense in the in the sense that like they're not true, they never happened or something. But that person isn't trying to lie to you. Yeah, they're just being given that from their brain right now to fill in gaps that they don't have. Would that be different than when uh, somebody suggests something that then your brain latches onto yes, as true? Yes, because I'm going to get onto okay. that uh, in a second. Okay, yeah, that's totally different. This is your brain doing it unprompted. Got it. So then, this is the, like when you see, and I, I've seen, um, uh, actually in my psychology book, there was an example just like this, uh, where there was a an outline or like a traced drawing, you know, just like a line figure of a, uh, I want to say it was an elephant. Mm-hmm. And it's, so picture if you drew the outline of an elephant all in one line, mm-hmm. but it was missing uh, chunks of it, like little oh, sections uh-huh. of that line, yeah, probably missing... 40 to 50 percent of it to where when you, if you just glance at it it looks like nothing but mm-hmm. if you look at it hard enough not even hard enough but if you just you know put some attention on it your brain kind of fills in the gaps and you see like yeah you can you, tell you, can, you can tell that that's what the line is continuing into but it's really it doesn't look like an elephant yeah. at all it's not in the shape of an elephant but it's like your brain is just flipping through every image that it has to find the closest match mm-hmm. to it and it lands on you know an elephant is a pretty familiar sight yeah. to most people so it lands on that fairly quickly mm-hmm. um so that's something that's have probably you, similar to what you're describing yeah have you ever um seen or experienced like done one of those things where they show you that if you keep the first and last letters of words the same but then jumble yeah. up all the letters in the middle you can still read all like yeah. you can read a whole sentence a whole like book. at the same yeah. speed yeah uh-huh um, that too. See, um, I'm glad we're throwing out these examples because I think it just um, it helps you really open up your mind to the idea that your mind is very open and very malleable and is and and you know there's a lot of factors going into what you think reality is at any yeah. moment and it's not necessarily there is no one truth. There's your truth, but like it may be different than someone else's. And, and then just to reiterate mm-hmm. in case somebody is still unfamiliar with the Mandela effect, these are not examples of the Mandela effect. These no. are explanations for how this could happen, but yeah. I, I know we're going to get to examples. Oh yeah. Soon. So, uh, another, you know, very proven science way that your memories could be changed is post event information. So this is what no, you weren't talking about this. This is what I was talking about, especially with eyewitness testimony. Like if you're if you see someone and you're like, Yeah, that's the guy that did it and then a cop is like, 
yeah, that's a bad guy, then you might be like, oh, yeah, that's 100% the guy that did it. Now I remember yeah, even better. I think that's like, kind of the same thing I was saying. Yeah. I was thinking like of, I mean, to use a criminal example, like reporting a crime. And then if, say, the police officer is like, so after he ran up to you and blah, blah, blah. Like maybe he never ran up to you in real life, well, but from no, that point on, you're actually describing that is something the next different. One, which okay, is priming, which is something that when you're doing some kind of uh, any kind of survey or anything, and also in journalism, like you you learn about this, is the way that you ask people questions can inf- can impact how they remember things. Like you just said, like if you're a cop interviewing someone, you say where did he run after he ran up to you first of all you're implying that he ran you're implying it was a man you're implying that he ran up like all those things are now implanted in my brain and i'm much more likely to remember those things as having happened right next time you tell the story yeah or even right then when he asked me the question oh yeah i'm more likely to think that those things happened than if he just said what happened tell me what happened something like that um like if you if if you if you say um i don't know i i read a whole bunch of examples about it but but if if you ask me like what did you buy at the supermarket besides milk like it's just this is so weird but like i will more likely think i bought milk because you said that than mm-hmm. if you didn't say that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah yeah and it's very like that that kind of stuff is so important with eyewitness stuff because you can prime people to think that someone is is the the person, the perpetrator, and because of the way that our mind works with all of this stuff, like I said, none of it's about deceiving, none of it's malicious. So there's a whole, um, a very famous story about a woman named, I forget what her name is, but um, she, it was this horrible thing where she was raped and she, she committed herself to remembering the guy's face like stared at it and committed it to memory and then um she was brought to the police to the police station and given a photo like six photos all next to each other and she picked a guy and his name is Ronald Cotton and um and then like as as things went on she became more and more and more certain that he was the one he was the perpetrator he was not he is an innocent man the per- the person who really did it wasn't in that photo array and then later on uh dna evidence came i think it was DNA. maybe they didn't have dna yet but um they had a trial where they brought in the real guy they found him because he had raped someone else and they asked her here he is so this is the person who she literally stared at his face and felt that she committed it to memory and she looked at this man and said nope I don't recognize him at all. It's not him. And I'm positive I remember it being that other guy who didn't do anything. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. It just shows how... I think you told me that story when you... Was that from school or was that from a book? It's from... I mean, you learn about it in, like, so many classes in school. Okay. (laughs) Um, I remember There's a really good 60 Minutes uh, episode about it, too. So, all of this shows how our minds can be altered, our memories can be altered. And kind of like you said, I think in the intro and, and... since then the internet has a big impact on this because any any little thing that we could think is kind of weird and then forget about in life before now 
all we have to do is look it up online and we'll have thousands of people who are more than willing to like jump on board and be as outraged as we want them to be. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just very easy to uh, amplify these little instances. Not to mention that the internet is just a host of misinformation. (laughs) So I I read that... um, In a study of over 100,000 news stories discussed across Twitter over 10 years, do you want to know how many times hoaxes and rumors won out over the truth? What percentage? Of 10,000 instances over 10 years? Over 100,000. I I have a percentage. How many times did... What percent were people believing the hoaxes and the rumors over the truth? I'll say more than 50%? Yes, 70%. Wow. 70% of the time people went with lies over true stories. And and they said this wasn't manipulation by bots. This was like they human to human, human, yeah. human to human spreading false information. So again, not that the Mandela effect is meant is based on people trying to deceive each other. It's just kind of showing like on the internet, it's super easy for people to spread kind of whatever they want, unverified stuff. So it, it's just easier to get to get a, a critical mass of people thinking the same thing on yeah, the internet. and as you have just done a great job proving, it's very easy to believe things that aren't true. Yeah, mm-hmm, yep. Um, so that's all the set. Like, basically, memory errors and social mis- misinformation can explain the Mandela effect, period. Okay, now can we hear some now examples? we'll get into the other theories. So the other theories, which the woman who started the Mandela Effect, she is a believer in this first theory that I'm going to tell you about, which is basically the uh, is that we're in a multiverse, which you've probably heard this idea before, right? Sure. So we're in a multiverse. There's like uncounted, untold alternate realities out there. Uh, this is this this theory is kind of based in string theory, which is which is a uh, viable, real uh, theory of physicists of how our world works. And, and string theory, I believe, has been, like, mathematically proven. It's just that you can't you can't necessarily prove, at least we can't yet, that, that there is a multiverse, but, but you can kind of prove that string theory is, is probably right. But so it's this, de- this idea that... There are all these alternate realities, and in and in all these different realities, every single possible different thing that could happen here happens in some reality. So there's some reality out there where Nelson Mandela did die in jail in the 80s, and so and so the idea. So the the criticism of this that I read is that okay, cool. Let's say that even is real. Why would we be remembering it here now, kind of? Like, what would the crossover be? So... Yeah, my criticism, though, is, Mm -hmm. okay, say that's true. And there are billions and billions and trillions of universes. uh, And that's the one slight difference in in this, Mm -hmm. you know, one of trillions of universes. The one slight difference is that Nelson Mandela died in the 80s. How are there thousands of people on Earth now? There aren't that many people on Earth. How are there? How would there be thousands of people who remember that from that? Or is it that we all have conscious 
like awareness of all of these different no, planes. Well, I think you're having the same problem I was just saying is like it doesn't really uh, there isn't a good explanation of why why we would have oh, Yeah, I guess you you're right. Things. Either one of those is you're yeah. right. Why would we be remembering that now? But I was just thinking more of like if there are that many yeah. It would make sense that, like, maybe one person would think that, and you could be like, well, maybe you were on an alternate plane and you experienced well, that. But, like, thousands of people being on the same alternate plane when there are yeah. billions and trillions of possible alternate planes. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess if your idea is you can just shift between these realities kind of willy-nilly, that kind of explains it. So maybe But that's even it. then, even then, it's like, how did thousands of yeah, you end I up on the same alternate plane when it, you know, if, if it really is, like... Mm-hmm the theory of it being like basically infinite it's like well the chances of any two people ever being on the same one is like impossible so yeah i see what you mean um but i have no theories on this this is i i don't want to get into this i don't know (laughs) another theory that i i like more because it kind of like makes more sense in a fun out there kind of way is that uh it's time travelers uh, going back in time and changing things, especially with some of the examples we're going to get into that are way more trivial than Nelson Mandela dying in prison. I that's can't kind wait of a big for deal. these examples. But, um, but, but when it's more trivial stuff, like a different spelling of a brand name or something, it people think it's just the, you know, that, you know, how everyone knows if you ever travel back in time, don't change anything because sure. it could have massive effects. Like they're thinking that these are, um, these are the effects of someone having traveled back in time and then, you know, trying not to change anything, but like then this tiny thing will be different. So, so maybe like we growing up until the year 2010, it was one way, but someone travel, you know, at some point someone traveled back in 2010 and changed something. So right at that time, it switched, and so we all have these memories of it being one way, and now going forward, it's a different way. Yeah. So that's kind of fun to that's, me. Yeah, an interesting theory, but also it's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you think about that for one second, you're like, that's not, that couldn't be. I don't know. It sounds fun to me. And now, well, it'd be one <laughs> thing if it was unanimous that every, or even a majority of people, even 50-50 of people mm. being like, hold on, pause that just changed but like it's always just the smallest sliver of people you know what i mean yeah 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 um another idea is that we're living in a simulation um and so things can just change kind of up to the whims of the people running the simulation which is you know viable a lot of people think that we are living in a simulation but uh an interesting critique of that that i read is that well if people are changing the simulation uh, they would just reset it. So why? So, and so, like, we wouldn't have a memory of it being the old way. And if we do, it's because the people running the simulation want us to be having that exact experience. So they're just creating that experience, and it just kind of became like, okay, this is pointless to talk about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can see that. It's just like going in but circles. Fun. Yeah. Um, and then really, the only things left are people who uh think it's Satan black magic witchcraft okay. you know you're always going to get a group of people <laughs> I who guess, think yeah, it's you're right come on you're right <laughs> i don't get the connection but um i don't get the connection between that and most things that people attribute to satan but you know let them do what they must it makes them feel better 
So those are the explanations of the Mandela Effect. I was thinking about it because I was like, hmm, what do I think it is? And I like to keep a healthy dose of whimsy in my life. And I really do enjoy the idea of like alternate realities and and even this time traveling thing. Um, I don't the the main issue I have is I don't know how it fully explains it with this alternate realities, but um, I enjoy just letting it float around in my brain and toying with it. But I also am obviously very on board. You can't even be on board; it's just a fact with all this. How memory is so fallible, and I think when I think of it that way, it's almost like. Well, the world is whimsical enough on its own because we're all having such varied experiences and we're all just, you know, seeing things from different perspectives um, that there, it's not like the world is one flat, boring place and we need to have alternate realities to make it interesting. No, it already is interesting. It's already uh, fascinating in its own right, I think, is where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that way of thinking of it. I'm, as you were describing your theory i was just thinking what is mine and uh we're gonna get into the examples now Mm -hmm. if you can't tell i'm very excited (laughs) um but i think this will make a little more sense once we hear the examples but the ones i know off the top of my head um they're more along the lines of so the mandela dying that is like a false memory Mm-hmm. Some of the other ones that I know of, it's not a false like your yeah. you know your definition of it was spot on, of course. But the other ones I'm thinking of, it's like it's not even a false memory. It's a you never noticed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like that's really the uh, the heart of it. I feel is like mm-hmm. no, you just never noticed that X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And as far as I don't know, all of these people remembering one thing, weird. Um, but I think all of the, the different ways that you described psychologically that your memory can be influenced tied in with the internet. I don't, I mean, this didn't exist before the internet. I don't think it could exist without the internet. It's just a way of bringing the entire world's collective mind together. So of course there's always going to be some faction of people that agree on any one thing, Mm -hmm. no matter how crazy or weird it is. So I, I hope that it continues to be, uh, very mild things like this that people <laughs> agree on yeah. that are weird, you know, but, um, but well, I think yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's it. It's, it's, uh, uh, there's, I don't know. Anyone on earth could just happen to think anything is true. Mm-hmm. Like Nelson Mandela dying or like swearing that the, that the, the Chicago bears won the Super Bowl last year. Like I'm sure there mm-hmm. are many, many, many Americans who just for no reason at all, really think that the bears won the super bowl last Mm -hmm. year but that's not true but you know and it's like i'm sure there's we all walk around with things that we just think are true innocently but Mm -hmm. aren't true so if we all came together and like we found out that there were you know 350 other people in america who swear the bears won the super bowl last year like theories are going to come out of that but it's like no i think you're all just mistaken yeah it could be as simple as that and that's why um with the internet not only does it promote misinformation at times it's just 
the Mandela effect doesn't exist unless you have access to a large group of people who you can get confirmation from, right? Right. Like, it just, you can't, even if all 10 people in your small town think the same thing as you, you're not going to be like, this is crazy. You're just going to be like, all 10 of us were wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you need to be able to talk to all of these different and people. And even then, it, that makes it more likely that it's like, no, all 10 of you talked to the same person right. who told you the wrong thing. Yeah, and- yeah. And um, so another thing, like with, like you said, the Mandela one is one of the biggest, like, you know, most impactful, not just a small misspelling, like an actual event. Um, and even though they all remember the the widow giving a speech on TV, if you think about it, if, if what do you think would happen if Nelson Mandela died? Like sure. probably his widow would give a speech. So like your brain, again, filling in gaps, if you have an inkling that he died your brain probably would be like, well, yeah, and you saw that funeral procession and his wife made that speech. Like, it's not like, and they all remembered that, you know, a giraffe painted purple did tap dancing at his funeral. Like, (laughs) that would be really bizarre. They all remember things that, A, make total sense, and B, they have seen happen in other presidents' deaths in televised funerals and any notable person who dies unexpectedly or you know just any notable person when they die yeah uh you're right so they're yeah they're not remembering abnormal things that is what would happen and probably did happen when he died right exactly if his wife was still alive Okay. All right. You're You've ready? done a fantastic job, but Thank we're you. 45 minutes in. I know. The people, we, we need to give yeah, them what they want. Oh, my yeah. God. Okay. If you're still listening, here we thank go. You. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry. It's our first anniversary. I feel like I'm being indulgent and just talking a lot, but here we go. Yeah. Okay. So here are some of the other ones that I think are like a little bigger, you know, bigger than again, just a little misspelling. Um, some, so do you, do you know the story of the Lindbergh baby? Yeah. Charles Lindbergh's baby. Uh, yeah. Was I mean, I know his baby was kidnapped. I don't know the story, but yeah. I know that well, much. Well, see, you're probably, you're already like promoting this whole Mandela effect thing. Wow. So his baby was kidnapped. But a lot of people remember it as the case just went cold and no one knows whatever happened. But I'm like, not promoting that. Well, you just said you knew his baby was kidnapped and then you trailed off. Okay, maybe I You am. didn't remember the actually like very horrific ending, which is they found the body of the baby and mm. the person, the kidnapper, was like sentenced, you know, captured yeah. and sentenced to death. So a lot of people... Just remember, so again, it Mandela just stops effect. at a mm-hmm. disappearance, and and they think it's cold case. No one ever figured it oh, out. Weird. But that's not true. People did figure it out. I think I'm. I see. I think I'm kind of proving my point of just never really paying attention. Where yeah. it's like I'm sure mm-hmm. I've heard that story, and I, I I definitely didn't think it ended in a cold case, but mm-hmm. I also didn't remember the what should have been pretty memorable conclusion. Yeah, right. Yeah. I know. Uh, another one, a lot of people think that Mother Teresa was made a saint in the 90s when she was still alive, but, uh, she wasn't, but she was in 2016. But again, I could be like, well, yeah, she was doing a lot of saintly stuff. Maybe you wanted her to be a saint. Right. And how many times (laughs) had you heard someone refer to her as a saint? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, another one that I think is is similar. I would buy that one. Yeah. Uh, people insists that Leonardo DiCaprio won an Oscar before he did for The Revenant. 
Mm. And and again, it's like, well, he was nominated for five Oscars before that. Right. He starred so, in countless movies that yeah. are some of the biggest of all time. So, of course, you're going right. to assume he it's had one. It's easy to yeah. think, yeah, he probably won one. Um, what else? The other one that I think is um, this one. I, I don't know. I'm on board with like a real conspiracy here. Do you know? Um, you know the photo they call him Tank Man in Tiananmen Square. Yeah. So this man in the Tiananmen Square I just Square saw this uprising. like a week ago. So if you okay. tell me something that contradicts my memory, I'm going to be freaked out. Well, just so, so Tank Man is this man, unidentified man who um, in China, after there was a people's uprising, uh, the government sent literal tanks into Tiananmen Square um, to basically scare the people face off with them. And there's a very famous photo of this one man, just a man standing there facing a tank. And a line of tanks. A line of tanks, yes. And uh, or is it? Some people recall seeing video footage of that man being killed, like the tank running over Oh, him. I have heard of that. I, yeah. Stuff You Should Know did an episode about Tiananmen Square, oh, really? and I remember them mentioning and that. And then other people recalled there being video of him running away. I don't remember that free. part, but yeah. that's, so that's interesting. But to me, I'm like, Did he die there? there? I don't even know if if the truth is known. Okay. Because he's this anonymous I guess, man. yeah, if he's anonymous. Yeah. That's unknowable. So, unsure. That one's a real conspiracy to me. Uh, all right. So, now let's get into some of the ones that are, like, m- the most common. And you'll see why they're, like, a little more inconsequential. So, first of all, the one that was the first Mandela effect I ever had which I really was, like, shook by it. I think we might share the same. Was it the Berenstain Bears? Yes. Yes. So that was, there's yeah, this children's book called The Berenstain Bears. I'm saying it Berenstain Bears because that's how I believe it is spelled, but it's actually spelled Berenstain Bears, S-T-A-I-N, instead of what we all thought was S-T-E-I-N. And again, stupid, doesn't matter which way it is, but, like, we really thought it was that way, and it's super weird to be like, no, it's this other way. I, I'm I'm totally on board with this one because I agree with you. This is the my introduction to the Mandela effect, and I was like, no, that's impossible. Yeah. But it makes a lot more sense when you consider that S-T-E-I-N is the way that thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands of Americans' names end, mm-hmm. and no one knows anyone whose name ends with S-T-A-I-N. Yeah. So it's like, well, of course, especially in our young brains, this is a a line of books aimed at, you know, three to five-year-olds or whatever. It's like, of course, in our young brains, not that we're sitting there running analytics on every surname we've ever heard in our life, but it's like, you know, going back to that, to what we were talking about earlier, where you're cataloging Hamilton with all the presidents. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're, you're, you know, trying to find the best way to, to keep that name in your memory and you just match it to... Uh, I guess more similar sounding names. Again, I but agree with also, you though. I'm with you. This we one's were weird. Looking at it, we looked at it on the book. It was on the cover of every book, yeah. and we never for a second were like, "Oh wait, it's Baron Stain." Like, no. I agree. That's, I agree. I just think yeah. that's the the. I I don't know how an explanation would need to go further than that. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Except for that, I can feel it in my gut. That, it was <laughs> that one is weird though. Yes. Uh, and so there's a lot similar to that. Um, I, I none of these hit me super hard. One of them did actually. Um, Jiff versus Jiffy peanut butter. Do you know? Do you feel like there was a Jiffy peanut butter? Uh, 
No, but I get that. I get okay, it. Okay, so some people it, but it's, think... It's obviously the brand is Jif. J-I-F. Yeah, the brand is Jif, but people are like totally on board with it being Jiffy. But again, could be a combination of Skippy and Jif. Yeah, and also yeah. Jiffy Lube, which is... Oh yeah, gross. Don't do don't that. <laughs> name two words that start with J-I-F. Yeah. You're not going to get further than Jif and True. Jiffy. And I don't know, it's just kind of... All right, we got to stop raining on these people's parade, though. Let's be on board with the next ones. Uh, Looney Tunes. How do you spell tunes? Um, It is T-U-N-E-S. That's right, but a lot of people believe it's T-O-O-N-S. Yes. Which makes more sense. They're cartoons. It does make more sense, but Looney Tunes was the Warner Brothers um, answer, if you will, competitor to, uh, I think it was Disney, they called them... It was another animation studio, I'm pretty sure Disney, called Merry Melodies. Mm. And these guys broke off from Disney and started the animation division at Warner Brothers and called them Looney Tunes. Like, mm-hmm. uh, just directly ripping off their name, Merry Melodies, and they called them Looney Tunes. All right. So, I'm, But, of course, with cartoons, it's like you would think it's T-O-O-N-S. I'm impressed with your knowledge, but you did not do a good job of not poo-pooing the people. <laughs> okay. So, now, Curious George doesn't have a tail everyone thinks he has a tail i don't <laughs> have weird. much of an opinion on him <laughs> me but neither people's minds are blown i'm not gonna rain on this one but i think we all know why we would think he had a tail yeah he probably should <laughs> yes. poor guy uh oscar meyer wiener uh everyone thinks that it's meyer m-e-y-e-r but it's m-a-y-e-r like berenstein bear situation yeah. I wasn't eating those growing up, so I don't have much of an opinion. But again, I, I feel you guys. Well, that one's weird because they're – that one's really weird to me because their jingle is literally spelling their name. Mm. So I – Stop poo-pooing the people. Go on. <laughs> uh, Mr. Monopoly. Yes. Doesn't have a monocle. I definitely picture him with a monocle. There you go. Zach's Got on one. board, guys. Okay, great. This one, uh, I don't He think... also is nude. Did you know that? He's not nude. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you're, you were into Pokemon, were you? No. Well, Pikachu. You know Pikachu. Yeah. Pikachu, uh, apparently, like, a lot of people see Pikachu as having a black, a black tip on its tail, and it doesn't. It's just a full yellow tail. I could kind I could, of feel that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was looking sure. at photos, and I was like, hmm, yeah, I see that. Uh, Kit Kat, weird. no hyphen in Kit Kat. Everyone thinks there's a hyphen. That's oh, a weird one. he made a good fit. He really felt that, that one. Is a, and I love Kit Kat. Mm-hmm. Uh, C-3PO from uh, Star Wars. Yes. Uh, one of his legs is randomly half silver. That's weird to me. That's Just weird. a weird choice. Yeah, like, everyone thinks he's totally gold. Like from the knee down? Yeah, one of his from legs, the knee that's down. That's really he's a weird. Leg, right? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I've seen like only the, I know, the first Star Wars, Wars Star movie Wars so people, but, but still I've seen yeah. uh really wait yeah. yes. like it's like so if you go get an action figure C3PO Well this is the thing is uh, is they said a lot of Halloween costumes they I saw Halloween costumes but I'm sure things like that too get it wrong <laughs> like the costume Okay well that makes me feel gold. better because I'm like I've definitely seen more toys and images, you know, mm-hmm. Halloween costumes, like you said, yeah. than I have 
actual stills from the movie and i'm like there's no way but okay that yeah. makes sense that people even the people creating it are getting right. it wrong they think it's that's they so think weird it's all gold is it something to do with and this is not me poo-pooing but more just uh <laughs> curious is it something to do with like the old like did you see any photos from the old film and is it like kind of hard to even tell that it's half I don't silver know. i really i wonder if it's know. something like that where it's just grainy and or like you never yeah. really see a good full body shot of him also, to like, like even why? tell. Why is it that way? I feel I could get just being like, just make him cold. I agree. Anyway, so this one kind of hit me. Um, in Snow White, I'm going to ask you this and you probably won't know. Uh, the, the evil queen, uh, she talks to her mirror and what does she say to it? Uh, mirror, mirror on the wall. Yeah, right? Uh-huh. She does not. No she way. She says magic mirror on the wall. But I totally feel mirror, mirror on the wall. That's so weird. I don't, I've never seen the movie, but obviously it's... But yeah, you I, knew. Like that makes it even right? weirder that I would think that, I guess. There's a lot of stuff like that. Like this one, the next one is another Star Wars. Um, we all know, what is Darth... I mean, spoiler alert for Star Wars, guys, if you've <laughs> never seen it. But what does Darth Vader say to Luke? I have heard this one, Luke, I am your father. Right, but he doesn't say Luke. He just says, I am your father. Yeah. Um, there was another one from Silence of the Lambs. Like everyone can hear, what's his name, Anthony Hopkins say... Uh, hello, Clarice. Yeah, and he never says that. He just says good morning. Oh, weird. Like it's That's like weird. when they first meet, everyone can hear him say hello, Clarice, and he doesn't say it. I wonder if there is something. Um, I wonder if there's something like an SNL sketch that came out around the time that Silence of the Lambs is popular, and somebody did that, and that got Maybe. imitated a lot. You know, like I wonder I if there's know. an because ex- some of these have no real yeah. good explanation. But I wonder if there are other ones like that I where it's like... I definitely think it's just like perpetuated. I don't know if it's something as like clear Because I was thinking about this with Mandela. My mm-hmm. first thought is like, well, did some African uh, leader, you know, leader yeah. die in the 80s? But it's like, well, if that were the answer, I think that would <laughs> yeah, come up in the article. So know. the answer is yeah. probably no. But like, I wonder if something like this yeah. uh, Silence of the Lambs there's thing, if, there's, one... if there is some explanation where... It got kind of yeah, portrayed in that way. Or even like a movie that came out, a, you know, a year or two later where somebody did that in the movie for whatever dumb reason in mm-hmm. it. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, this one is, well, here's another one that is kind of simple to me. Uh, so people remember there being four people in the car with JFK when he was assassinated. So him, Jackie, and two other people, but there were actually six but even in this... Six? Wait, six total? Yeah, six total. Wow, that's... that. Yeah, that does but, seem like a but lot. But when you see photos, a lot of the photos are like cropping out the other two people. So I'm like, well, yeah, that totally makes sense. And then it's easy for you to be like, no, I remember. There were four. I saw it. I watched what the video. What was the configuration of six people yeah, in the car? Yeah, there's three rows in this car. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like an old-fashioned, pretty cool car. Uh-huh. Um... What's another one? Oh, this one's interesting. In Risky Business, which I've never seen, but we all know the iconic Tom Cruise in his underwear yeah. and the white shirt and the socks and sunglasses, right? Yeah. He's not wearing sunglasses in that scene. Oh, okay. I mean, but I agree with you when you said sunglasses, sunglasses, and that made me picture him in sunglasses. Right? I don't know if I would well, have put him in that before. Everyone who does that costume, though, anytime, again, when you're doing like a Halloween costume, that's the costume. Yeah. Socks, underwear, a white shirt, and sunglasses. And he's not wearing them in that scene, but he does wear them in other parts of the movie. He's wearing them in a lot of the promotional materials for the movie. So again, it's just like, we just kind of conflate it. We just add it together 
in our brain. And even on a more innocent level, it's like, well, without those glasses, maybe you just look like a guy with no pants on. But like yeah. when you put those on, people are like, oh, risky business. Again, people doing the connection in yeah. their mind are like, oh, yeah, risky exactly. business. I got it. Um, and then, C. all right, this is the last one. You, I'm sure you've heard of this one. But this one I saw a lot as like the main one that Oh, wow. I have no love. clue what you're going to say. Um, it's uh, people believe that in the 90s, there was a movie with Sinbad oh. where he played a genie and the movie was called Shazam. And that simple, like people have all of this. Sinbad playing a I'm genie. I'm one of those people. And it's called Shazam. Okay, great. Yes, You're I remember board. first hearing about this uh-huh. and like immediately was like, no, no. Like yeah. went to IMDb and looked it up and I was like, wait, right? what is going That's on? That's a lot, right? That's yeah. more than just like it's an E or an A in Berenstein. Like, like. All you people have this whole movie. This you've cast it. You have a title, and and you know the plot is a genie. A hundred percent. Like I feel like I can see scenes from mm-hmm. the movie. There is a movie, and maybe you're gonna yes. say this. Okay, go. There's ahead. There's a movie called Kazam, starring Shaq as a genie. Yeah. <laughs> so people just think maybe you know, again, like just kind of like crossing over. Sinbad was a popular guy at the time, and it could make sense that that would happen. Um, but it it is funny that everyone I has like that, that title, yeah. that actor, that role all together, and and like you like you said, like people feel very passionately that they know, like that they saw it, that they remember it, and it never ever happened. Yeah, it's weird, right? It is. I feel very like weird. when one hits you, it's like. Oh wow, this is weird. Yeah, like that Berenstein thing. Yeah, that was when I first heard about it, and I was like, "This is weird." Oh, I have one last one. That's my favorite one of all. Okay, and then I have one more too. Oh, okay. You do yours. Okay. Um, I haven't looked it up, so. Okay, I've like, read so many. I so might I be tripping, but like, it. I, it's kind of hard to get wrong once you hear it. I'm pretty sure there are people who, uh, are shocked when they realize that Fruit Loops. The mm-hmm. cereal is spelled F R O O T. <laughs> yes, there are people like they just assume it's F R U I T. Yeah, and then they see the box or the logo, and they're like, "Wait a minute, that couldn't have been that way the whole time." Yeah, definitely. Um, so this last one, I think, so the Tiananmen Square one to me has an element of like government corruption, and, <laughs> and so I don't trust it. Uh-huh. Um, this one to me has an element of like. I don't know, paranormal or something real, real weird. A lot of people are very adamant that Mona Lisa's expression has changed. That they, like I saw in a couple places, some people think that she used to be smiling more. Some people, I think more prominent is is people who think that she's smiling more now. That like she used to be more stoic and now she's got a real smirk going on. That's which weird. I just get such a kick out of that. And yeah, I that's wish, a weird one. Like I wish I was one of those people who really was like, no, I saw that chick and she did not look like that. That's really <laughs> weird. I mean, uh, of course, again, trying to make sense of everything, the mind immediately goes to like, okay, well, are there not photographs taken of that picture, that painting every day since cameras have been invented? Yeah. Like, so. And that's the same thing with all of this. Like, you can prove it's wrong. You can show that it hasn't changed. But I just love that people have this sense. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. She used to look different. 
And I would like to be like, yes, yeah, she did. The painting is alive. It's <laughs> Da Vinci reincarnate. Oh <laughs> well, we did an episode all about the Mona Lisa. We and did. I don't. I don't think. Yeah, that that didn't I definitely, come up. I definitely mm-hmm. didn't see anything about that because yeah. that's fascinating, and I for sure would have yeah. mentioned. So hopefully, this was fun for you guys. Yeah, I know I we went on some memory tangents, but it I hope was at least fun. one of them uh, really hit you. Yeah, I really got a kick out of it. I just really like learning about stuff like this. It's just fun and and enjoyable and kind of relaxing and and makes you you know it's exciting. Relax. I don't know about relaxing. It's more relaxing than some of the other topics. That oh, like, as far as researching this yeah, for an episode. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, well, this is great. I'm so I know it was I think long it turned as out heck. to be our longest episode ever. So. Maybe. Well, if you guys like it, let us know. We'll continue to do long ones. If you don't, then you won't let us know because you stopped listening 45 minutes Maybe ago. Maybe we need to release just the last uh, 12 minutes as like a bonus as a episode. Bonus? Like we a week later. So yeah. it's like if you skip Mandela Effect, but just Here's learn the because we talked too much in the beginning, here are just the examples. That's a good idea. That would be fun. I would do it. Okay, let's do it. We're a year old now. Do whatever we want. Yeah, we make the rules. We're yeah, grown-ups. Blow up the format. In podcast years, that's like... Oh my God. Middle age. Truly, it really is. Well, I'm proud of you. Uh, Thank you. I'm proud of us. I'm so glad we're doing this. It's been really fun. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at 30 Minute Expert Podcast, where you can see cool photos of all the things we talked about today. And send us suggestions for future episodes. Also, if you're a real-life expert on one of the topics we covered, write to us and let us know what we missed. You can email us at 30MinuteExpertPodcast, that's 30MinuteExpertPodcast at gmail.com. If it's something especially interesting, maybe we'll read it on the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. And if you're really enjoying it, write a review. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.